Okay, so the next meditation is called Free Floating Within the Discomfort. Now, this is to deepen your skill with directly working with discomfort and pain. This is turning your attention directly towards the pain, but doing it in little bite-sized pieces. So, uh, go ahead and close your eyes, get in a comfortable position, Touch base with your posture. If you're seated, gently straighten your spine. If you're lying down, make a strong resolution to stay alert. Now take a deep, slow in-breath. And as you breathe out, feel your whole body relaxing and settling into your posture. We're going to do a practice called free floating within the discomfort. What we'll do is let your awareness be pulled to wherever the discomfort arises within your body and mentally label the location. For instance, if it's uh, in your jaw, just label it jaw and stay there for a few seconds for maybe three seconds but try to really feel that spot where the discomfort drew your attention to it and then allow yourself to be pulled anywhere else that there's pain or discomfort and again label the location Try to experience the sensation with as much precision and acceptance as you can. You may be pulled to areas of intensity or you may be pulled to areas where the discomfort is rather mild. You don't need to control where the awareness goes. Let your awareness be spontaneously pulled to different areas of the discomfort. Label it silently, gently, but most of your attentions are the actual felt sense of the area you're noticing. So it sounds like this, face, hands, whole body, and so forth. Just stay in the area for a few seconds, enough time to really experience it, really connect with it. And then let the awareness be pulled to somewhere else. If you're pulled to the same area over and over again. Allow yourself to move within that area 
so that maybe one moment you're paying attention to the right side of that area and the next just a few inches over to the left side of the area and label it that way. Just label it uh, right side, left, middle, center, overall. So it doesn't matter whether you stay in one area of pain or whether your mind goes from one area of discomfort and pain to another. But if you're staying in the same area, just keep floating around that same area, the different parts of it. Pay close attention to that sensation, just a few seconds, and then move on. You only have to focus on one location at a time for just a few seconds. But for those few seconds, do the best you can to have a complete experience of that sensation. And if possible, totally open up to it and accept the sensation. If you get pulled into thoughts, let go of them and come back to the body. Continue to free float within the body. Now continue to let your awareness freely float as you've been doing, going from one area to the next. But now we're going to look more deeply at the qualities of the sensations instead. You might notice the different flavors of pain, burning, aching. So instead of a location, label those flavors, shooting, itching, pressure, and so on. Notice the size and the shape of the painful area. Pay particular attention to the outline, to the edges. Is it long? Is it round? Is it deep? Is it uniform or does it have areas of more intensity than others? Pay careful attention. Use the labels to keep you on track, to keep you paying attention.
allow your awareness to move from one discomfort to another in a very leisurely pace to any discomfort that gets your attention. Again, if only one area calls you, pay attention to the different aspects of that area, the right side, the left side. When things are changing, try to watch with curiosity. If things are staying the same, try to rest in the stability. Relax. Now let go of the labeling. Bring your awareness to the entire area of discomfort, however large or small it is, and simply be with it, penetrated with your awareness. Observe the area carefully, as though the pain were a living being in its own right, as though it were a lizard on the wall. How and when will this creature move? Will its borders change? Will it get stronger or weaker? Watch carefully and notice that every few seconds the pain may change, even if it's only in a tiny way. Every time it changes, relax your whole mind and body into it and observe it without judgment. I'm going to ring the bell in a moment. Before you open your eyes or move, remind yourself to stay mindful in this transition. We're not going to stand up. We're just going to go from sitting to opening our eyes. But stay mindful. Keep your continuity. Any questions or comments with that meditation? Yes. Please use the mic. Thank you. Um, I got so involved that I lost um, pain 
I got so um, interested okay. in the process that um, for a while I was so involved in the process and in your voice and focus of what, what I was doing following your voice that um, there was no pain for a bit. It was wonderful. That's great. Yeah, great practice. I was noticing that uh, what was happening, the floating meditation, what was happening in a very short time usually happened in a day or a week in normal, my normal reality. So I was, um, it was interesting to watch it almost speed up. Describing the flavors and the shape, um, I injured both my knees doing a similar yoga practice, <laughs> uh, which I insisted on continuing as well, being very unmindful of what my body was telling me for a couple years and ended up having uh, three knee surgeries on my right knee and one on my left. And um, uh, the pain has made me angry uh, since the the last surgery was two years ago. So as soon as the pain comes up, which it does frequently, it's now arthritic, um, I just get angry. And uh, a lot of times I get unmindful again and I push through and, and aggravate it and make it worse. So I found in the practice, by getting into the describing and the flavors, um, there was a real shift from my usual just, uh, darn it, it's hurting again, to um, some gentleness and some empathy and to some much softer feelings about the pain, um, which I will really try to stay with and stay mindful because uh, I think that'll be a lot more helpful in dealing with this chronic situation than being angry and just beating myself up about it. Yeah, kindness is always called for. <laughs> and, you know, and if you have anger, it's important to be kind to yourself about the anger. Mm -hmm. So that's the, you know, allow that to be there too. So, great, thank you. Um, I wanted to add one little, uh, one little thing uh, about smiling. Smiling and laughing produces hormones... Uh, um, well, chemicals in the brain called endorphins uh, that actually decrease pain. Um, Thich Nhat Hanh, you know, he recommends that every time you meditate, you have just a little slight smile on your face. And um, for some people, that's really easy. Other people feel like, oh, God, that's really um, phony. But uh, it's something you can actually practice. There's actually um, a biofeedback method where they hook up electrodes to, to you and uh, because they, they found it so helpful with pain to smile that most, a lot of people, especially if, you, if you've had chronic pain, sometimes you have nothing to smile about, right? So a lot of people have lost the ability to smile easily and their muscles have actually atrophied. They've gone weak. 
And um, so practicing smiling, again, you're training your mind, it's easier to smile. The more you practice, the easier it is. So they actually have, it's called smile rehabilitation. <laughs> and um, what you do, it's just like lifting weights. You actually practice, like you pump up your muscle. You know how you do this? Well, you do that with your, you know. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of silly, but it's actually, um, you know, if you do it over time, you know, uh, just uh, at just different times uh, during the day, it will actually very gradually just slightly lift up your um uh, you decrease, you'll decrease your pain a little bit. Um, so one of the other things I want to share is uh, a breathing exercise uh, that I think is incredibly helpful to do during the day. It's um, a way of bringing mindfulness to your day. If you, work at a, if you work at a sedentary job, I recommend you do this every single hour. It takes one minute. It's five breaths. Okay. Everybody can do that. You can do it when you're stopped at a car, uh, at the you know, traffic light. You can do it at a lot of different times in your life. So uh, let's do it together. It's a, very, you know, it's a very easy, very simple exercise. Um, you take the first breath you know, and just make it a deep breath where you extend your abdomen, your chest, your upper chest. But when you exhale, the very first exhale... You just focus on relaxing the bottom part of your body, your your thighs, your legs, and your feet. Just let go of those areas. And breathe at your own pace. I'm going to guide it, but, but really don't try to keep up with the breathing I'm recommending. On the second deep breath, when you exhale, you relax your abdomen. Really pay attention as your abdomen relaxes. We tend to contract that a lot. And relax your pelvis and your low back. On the third breath, relax your chest and your mid-back. On the fourth breath, relax your shoulders, your neck, and your arms. And on the fifth breath, relax your face and jaw. And that's a great time to smile. So just you going through the body from the bottom up, gradually relaxing each section. And if there's a particular area that you particularly tighten up, add that to the mix. So how is that for you? How is doing that? So is it something you think you might incorporate in your day? I think um, it's really helpful to uh, pick a few times in your life that you're going to do it. Like uh, the time that I like to do it is when I come back from the bathroom, you know, because it's a time of, you know, uh, I've done that. I've broken my cycle. I sit down again to work, and that's a great time to remember to do it. Um, Another time, a great time to do it is before we eat because we tend to rush into our eating. So to just take this, this minute of really letting go of all the things in our of of all the tensions in our body. Um, I successfully eliminated 25 years of constant chopping by learning how to do this. Chopping. 
constant jaw pain. Um, I have a degenerated disc in my jaw. Yeah, jaw, yeah. And it's not that it doesn't have a dull ache there most of the time. Uh, but it's very, very dull ache. But because I learned to completely keep my jaw relaxed 24-7, it's not an issue. And, um, you know, so that's... it's. A, just learning to relax our bodies in the ways we hold our bodies uh, is just incredibly helpful. Um, one of the primary things we work with in meditation is our resistance. Resistance occurs in both the body and the mind. Um, conscious resistance in the mind, that's when we're judgmental, we're afraid, um, you know, I hate the pain, I can't stand it, when's it going to stop? That's like our, our mental resistance. But conscious resistance of the body takes the form of tension and holding. You have a pain in the leg, but you grit your teeth. And those behaviors are not, aren't helpful at all. Um, they actually decrease your circulation. Um, they cause other secondary pains. Much of our habitual resistance to pain begins in a pre-conscious level. So by the time we consciously experience pain, it's already been converted into suffering by our unconscious resistance. Most of us can't remember experiencing pure pain. What people call pain is usually a combination of pain and resistance. Shinzen Young, um, again, I'm, I keep referring to him, He's, uh, he has a formula that describes this. He says that um, suffering equals pain times resistance. If there's no resistance, there's no suffering. There might still be pain, but there's no suffering. Most people also can't haven't experienced pure pleasure either. Most of what people call pleasure is a combination of pleasure and grasping. So what we're doing by dropping resistance and by dropping grasping is uh, we're slowly training our unconscious mind to begin to do the same thing. So um, I'd like to do the, the last meditation for the evening. Uh, this is called working with local intensity and global spread. So I'd like you to close your eyes. If you're sitting, sit upright and relaxed. And take a couple of deep breaths. Bring your awareness to the discomfort. It's going to take one of three patterns. You're either going to have one intense location or several disconnected areas of intensity 
or it may cover the whole body. We're going to call the part of your body where the discomfort, there is no discomfort, or the discomfort is not very strong. We're going to call those the secondary regions. The area where the pain is very strong, the primary region. So we're going to look at the bo- at, at our bodies in two separate areas. The primary pain is the primary region, and everything else, even though there might be a mild a mild pain in it, will be the secondary region. Now what I want you to do is get a very clear sense of the secondary region of the body. Let your awareness freely float within it, moving from place to place. Again, noting the locations there and sensing those areas intimately before moving on. So just generally roam the secondary areas, the areas that don't hurt, and just gently land in an area, let's say it's your cheek, and just label a cheek, and just feel what a cheek feels like, and then just go on to another area where there's no pain, or where the discomfort is very mild. Try not to be pulled into the primary area. Try to resist the gravitational pull of the intense area. Keep your awareness freely circulating within the secondary area. Moving your attention from one place to another. Every few seconds. Continue to free float in the secondary area. You may notice influences from the first, from the primary discomfort, little pressures or subtle pains, things that spread from the local intensity into the secondary parts of your body. But it may not happen at all. There may not be any influence that way. Either of these is fine. If if the pain spreads anywhere beyond the primary area, focus all your attention to where it has spread. Note its locations. The discomfort that spreads from the primary area is usually much milder. Therefore, it's possible that you may be able to notice it 
and experience the spread with equanimity and acceptance. Now place some awareness in the local intense area. But also now, maintain an awareness of your body as a whole. Notice each time there's a change in intensity or shape of the local sensation that it may cause a global spread. Let that happen. Keep watching any interplay between your primary pain and the air and the secondary areas of the body. It's like a pond where there's a local splash and a ripple spreads throughout the whole pond, releasing the pressure and the energy. See if you can get into that rhythm. Local splash, global spread, and then let it release to the body in all directions. In a moment, I'll ring the bell. Make an intention to stay mindful during the transition before you open your eyes. Any questions or comments about that meditation?
turn it on at the bottom. Something interesting happened to me. I don't have pain except when I walk. But I found I could focus on another, something else just popped up in my back, which I never get. Except every time I'm here sitting on a chair, I get this funny little pain in my back. Do you normally sit and meditate in a chair? I do, but it, it's comfortable to me. Yeah. It's a different shaped chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you might want to um, use a pillow. <laughs> Any other comments or questions? Kim, is there another mic nearby? Could you? Thank you. We're all older now, most of us, or many of us. But when I was younger, I didn't think I had any pain in my body at all until I started Vipassana practice. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I really was oblivious. And I think, so I think the practice has really fine-tuned our abilities to really look in and how uncomfortable a human body most likely is. I mean, it's muscles and sinews and bones and joints and synovial fluid I mean it's you know it's not supposed to be a totally comfortable lube job in there (laughs) (laughs) so it's really shocking to me yeah how much discomfort the human body has when you're really paying attention to what it's really like in your Mm -hmm. experience um I had a um Oh, okay. Okay. Try it. <laughs> Bottom. Bottom, yeah. Um, I'm just wondering more and more about the relationship between silence and, and pain or emotional pain. It, the, the phrase suffering in silence, it seems to, to group the two words and it seems like when I think of what seem to be healthy responses to emotional pain anyway, they're, they're noisy affairs, lamentation, rejoicing. Um, and yet we're learning how to work with pain here silently. I'm just wondering if you'd comment on that. Um, this particular practice, um, the silence is really helpful because we're trying to connect with the pain from the inside. And we're trying to notice emotional responses. So it's not about expressing. Expressing, uh, for instance, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of practices of expressing or pain uh, that are very skillful, that can be done through dance, through art, through, um, through music. So there's, uh, there are wonderful possibilities of how to express the pain uh, and using pain as an energy. But what we're looking at is a resistance to pain. And that's what causes or, or suffering. Pain is there. I mean, it's a human condition. You know, we lose people we love. Uh, we lose the ability to do things as we get older, no matter what. Uh, you know, so loss is part of life, and that hurts. And it's a very healthy thing to express that hurt. But often what we're experiencing is not that basic hurt, but it's all these other layers of stuff that we put on top of it. Um, 
So I hope that clarifies some. Um, gosh, um, I had a lot of things, a lot more I wanted to talk about, but so, but it's uh, time. So I just want to briefly say a couple more things. Um, you know, one of the things that I'd like everybody to keep in mind, no matter how much you're hurting, is that exercise decreases your pain. No matter what condition you're in, exercise is appropriate. Even if a person is completely bedridden, they can move their hand back and forth maybe. Or some people, just being in a rocking chair is good enough. It gets your circulation going. Any form of activity, of regular activity, decreases pain. In particular, what a lot of people do, and I've been guilty of this, is like I'll go out and exercise in the morning and I'll do my one-hour exercise. Okay, and I've done it for the day, and then I spend the rest of the day completely sedentary. Uh, so it's really important to move throughout the day. Motion restores circulation, gets toxins out of the area. So I, um, I could say a lot more about exercise, but, um, but movement is, should be, mindful movement is a really important part of our day. And we can do walking meditation uh, to and from, from the car. We can stay mindful during our movement. But if you have a sedentary lifestyle, and in particular pain often makes you be even more sedentary, try to really put in these areas, times of movement throughout your day. Break up your day with little, just walking to the kitchen and back instead of waiting. Um, the, um, in the handout I'm going to give you, um, it will it'll just kind of briefly summarize these meditations. Um, including one that we'll do next week. Um, and it also mentions the book that I recommended, Shinsen's book and a couple of other books, um, and some um, guided meditations that are on our website. Um, also the breathing exercise. And, um, But the, these, guys, these little summaries of the meditations are not the complete thing. So if you really feel like you want to work with them, I really recommend uh, that you, um, unless, they, unless they really come natural to you, uh, that you um, get Shinsen's book and CD and use the guided meditation that, uh, in, in that CD. I think it's really worthwhile. And you can, you know, not that I want to tout Amazon, but you can buy through Amazon. <laughs> um, if all this is new to you, take your time. You know, um, like I gave three different techniques. You don't want to work with all three at the same time. You want to maybe work with two techniques and really work with them. And getting good at any one of the techniques will make the others easier. So really, it's a skill. It's like anything else. Just work with it for a period of time. It'll get easier. It'll get better. Um, In, uh, they did a study um, in mindfulness-based stress reduction in just eight weeks of people meditating 20 minutes every single day. They were able to reduce the levels of pain significantly. So that daily practice is really um, a key ingredient here. Um, and then one, one thing totally off the... 
uh, off the topic that I wanted to also add is that there's a lot of things nutritionally that affect our pain levels. Um, and there's been lots of books written about it. I recommend one of them here, not because it's the greatest, but I think it's because it's kind of very broad and touches a lot of different things. So I suggest that if you're dealing with chronic pain, um, that you might want to look at the anti-inflammatory diets and different aspects like that. But if there's one thing that you do nutritionally, they found that high levels of sugar increase pain. Get off the sugar. That's If nothing else that you do nutritionally, stop sugar. And um, it's quite a significance in our perception of pain. So... um, so that's all I want to say tonight, and I'll, the handouts are here, so just feel free to take one. And, um, and just for if anybody's new to the center, um, everything we do at the center is given freely, but the center and our teachers are supported by donations. So if you'd like to offer a donation, uh, there's a, a donation box by the door with two slots, one for the teacher, one for the center. And, um, you know, anything, we, you know, uh, any donation would be appreciated. We don't suggest an amount. Um, we don't require anything. This is really given out of, um, you know, out of the joy of everybody who is at the center and who wants to, uh, uh, who wants to uh, share what we've, uh, what we've gained from this practice. So thank you very much.